The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's an off-season edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the Star in Frisco, Texas and the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody. We've got John Machoda back in the building today. What's up, John? What's going on? Good yeah. to be back. Good to be back. It's, it feels like we're in that lull. We've got Nick Harris and Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. But it's that lull between the Super Bowl and the Combine where there's nothing going on. Whatsoever. There's no pro days yet. There's no free agency yet. There's really nothing. It's the the end of the coaching carousel. You get to see some hires. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah, Nick, whenever you look at the NFL landscape, there's not anything happening really. Yeah, right the now. only thing you can really look at from the calendar is uh, franchise tags are able to be applied starting today, uh, mm-hmm. going forward for the next two weeks. And uh, but it doesn't look like this franchise is going to use one this year. I, 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 we've we've talked about it at ad nauseum, I believe, so far here in the off season, and then during the season as well. It just doesn't make sense to put that tag on anybody right now, going into uh, 2024. So um, I would expect the Cowboys to be quiet in, in in the next couple of weeks from from that instance. But I think also. So you could look for, you know, before free agency, I think there's a couple of things you could still look for for this team. And uh, one, it's a potential restructuring of Dak Prescott's contract. I think that's something you you could kind of look at, but that could happen before free agency. You can talk about CeeDee Lamb's contract, too. I don't think that necessarily has as much um, importance of getting done before uh, March 11th hits. But, um, you know, maybe trying to get a beat on the uh, receiver market before guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and those guys get their deals. You know, that's certainly something to keep an eye on. And I believe Mike Evans as well is going to be up for um, an extension this year as well. So uh, there's a lot to still kind of keep an eye on and keep your keep your ear out for. You know, I'm kind of keeping my phone face up just in, mm-hmm. in, in case for a couple of those reasons. But, yeah, most definitely I think the the focus is combined, which, um, you know, will be in Indianapolis next week. I'll, I'll miss next week's show. Sorry, guys. You know, Dang I'm just, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm not Yeah, I think I'm going to be too. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on down, John. Come I on. I think let's that go. means we're all missing next week's yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about it's right. It's going to be me by myself talking about the combine. Maybe I'll just do like a storyline-esque type show <laughs> yeah. where I've got just phone calls coming in. I'll, I'll learn from Nick Eatman in there that regard. Go. I'll ask him some, some – maybe that's how we do it. I don't know. Maybe the phone calls are you guys. It's you maybe. and Indy, John and Indy, and then we can go to – Isaiah, Isaiah and Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> he got in yesterday after about 18 hours of flying. So, uh, Did you see the first seat that he was in? So bad. It so was, bad. I mean, he looked like he was doing, he was halfway down in a squat. Like he, he had zero leg room. For 18 hours? For the way it was that, about first like one was four like, hours. Yeah. Four so I think hours. he went to Detroit first, so you know that flight. How yeah. long is that flight? Two, three hours? Two, yeah. three? Okay. Yeah, there you go. He went Dallas, Detroit, Detroit to Amsterdam, then Amsterdam to Kilimanjaro, and it was about 18 to 20 hours of traveling all in all. And, yeah, he made it in yesterday. He but did make it safely. Thank better, better man than me. Better man than me. <laughs> what do you think about the franchise tag? Nick talked about it a little bit there initially, but this is an organization that has not been shy from using the franchise tag in the past. Is there any possibility on this roster that would be a franchise taggable player? 
No, it would be very surprising. Yeah. Um, I think it's a no-brainer not to use it this year. That's why they're not doing it. That anytime I feel like the Cowboys, there's someone in the discussion, I feel like the Cowboys lean on, and I will give them the tag. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's any better example than Tony Pollard last year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it past Marcus Lawrence, Dez, whatever. It goes on and on. Um, so, yeah, they're not shy about using it. But, I mean, I look at that 16 un- unrestricted free agents. I don't see anybody that is makes any sense to use that you know people ask ask me like oh who do they absolutely have to sign who do they absolutely have to bring back like absolutely nobody mm-hmm. i mean yeah. now there's definitely people that you want to bring back there's there's some key pieces there that would really help your roster but there is no in years past where you would have basically all the guys that are right over your shoulder right now mike uh you know trayvon diggs cd lamb dak you know there's there's nobody like that that you have to you have to get that done. I mean, I guess if Tony Pollard was coming off like a 1,700-yard season or something like that, of course, then that would, that would be somebody that you'd, you'd factor in. But with that not being the case, I mean, I just think it's a no-brainer that they wouldn't do anything with the tag. Yeah, there's just nobody on that list that you want to pay market value for right now. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be shocked. Um, I think Tony Pollard could have been an idea um, before the season started. Maybe he gets tagged again going into 2024. But I, I think with the production that you got from him in 2023, it doesn't make sense to, to pay him that value right now. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking it would have to have been, <clears throat> excuse me, not even regular season. Yeah. They would have had to probably make the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl and he would have had to be a big part of it, where you're yeah. just like, whoa. Like a Pacheco sa- type. Yeah, whoa, they've been saving this thing up for the playoffs. Where did this come from? And he's yeah. got like a buck fifty against Green Bay, and then and then and then they play San Francisco, and he's got like 175 yards or somewhere. You're just like, well, we can't even mess around. This is such a big part of this team. Yeah. But I've always said that covering this team, 13 years now, I've always said going yeah. at, at this time in the offseason, I'm like, well, if the season ended differently, you can make a case for anybody. Because if it gets you finally to that Super Bowl, yeah. you can get wild. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a case. You want to keep everybody around at if, that point. If you're balling in the playoffs and you got this Cowboys team to a Super Bowl, I can make arguments for a lot of guys. But like I said, I've been covering the team for 13 years. That hasn't happened. So a lot of these decisions to me are, are relatively easy. <laughs> Has, hasn't happened. They have applied the tag every year since 2018. It was Demarcus Lawrence back-to-back years. Then, of course, Everybody remembers Dak Prescott in back-to-back years, 2020 and 2021. Then it was Dalton Schultz in 22, Tony Pollard in 23. So it would be the first time since 2017 that Dallas has not applied the tag. I'm with you guys. I, I don't think there's a guy on the roster. And, yeah, I don't. I just don't think there's anywhere. Who's the best chance? There. Maybe, I was thinking maybe a specialist. Like like a Trent like Sig. A, yeah, like something weird like that. Imagine Trent Sig gets the franchise. You get the tag. franchise tag on Brian Anger. I mean, I don't know what his contract situation. Yeah, he's, looks like he's right not. Now. He's not up to be a free agent. Yeah. I mean, I only. I mean, who are the top guys in there? It's it's Tyron Smith. It's Tony Pollard. It's Stefan Gilmore. Biotish. It's Biotish and Dorrance Armstrong. What about Gilmore? Uh, I, I don't think you're that. paying market value yeah. for Gilmore, but. You look at what he brought to this team last year. I, I, I'm just trying to look for the best case. Like, who has the 10% chance? Well, remember, <laughs> isn't it the combination of the top five of Correct. that player? Yeah, so, or the average? Gilmore, I'm not yeah. money. Gilmore anywhere close And it'd be like Tyron, uh, Tyron Smith and um, Biotish. You're, I don't think you're giving either of those guys top five no. money. So. Stefan Gilmore would be in, 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 this, in that conversation for me. Five years ago, team doesn't have Deron Bland. Trayvon Diggs is coming off yeah. that knee injury. That's then fair. I'm like, Oof, that's a because I'm of the I, I I think you need three like that's no more two starting corners. You need three starting yeah. corners. But so I want Gilmore back. 
there's yeah. no question about yeah. that. And and it sounds like from everything he said during the Super Bowl week that he wants to be back. Yeah. So I agree with you. I want to bring him back. I just don't, wouldn't want to give that franchise tag number. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong. No, I don't think you're paying top what five that money. top five money would no. be. That's that's you're talking. Gosh, is that what Joey Bosa money? If it's if it's top five, let me see what it would look like for yeah, an. They do something uh, like you do something like that. Honestly, my biggest takeaway on that is would be. <laughs> Micah must be playing a lot of linebacker next year. That <laughs> yeah. must be part of their plan because when you have Micah and, and Demarcus Lawrence, I don't know how you would be trying to spend, like even if you take the tag out of it just in free agency yeah. with Dorrance. I mean, their best two edge rushers in free agency, so it would be Dorrance and Dante Fowler. Yeah. I honestly would be surprised if one of them, if not both, ends up in Washington with Dan Quinn. Um, I would like to have one of them back, you know, um, but it would have to be – that's why, like, when I look at all those, I know you've written about it too, like, those all those unrestricted free agents. Like, yeah. there's really well, almost nobody on there unless they're willing to come for somewhat of a team friendly deal. There's yeah. nobody that you're you're looking at, you're just like, well, you might have to overpay a little bit to keep that guy. It's like, no, I mean, it's going to suck if you if you lose some of those guys, but you don't, you're, you shouldn't be overpaying for any of them. I, I really uh, think Dorrance would be about a 20 million hit. Yeah, that yeah, one's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Sorry, I, I think I think the only one that was a home run from the day the season ended is Trent Sig. Uh, you got to bring him back, but. Long It'll snapper, five point six, five point six yep. for Trent Sig for Trent Sig on a franchise tag. Yep, I just I don't think they'll tag him. Like they don't they don't necessarily need to. Um, and then as time went on, Gilmore makes more sense with what the comments that he made in Super Bowl week. So I mean, other than those two guys, you look at, gosh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. You look at Tyron Smith, you look at Tyler Biotish, and you wonder, you know, how does the team gonna uh, approach those two guys? How do they pair that? with the draft class that's coming up this year, especially a deep offensive line class in the first round. But the thing is, I, I, we've talked about this on a draft show, let's say they go in on um, Tyron Smith and they let Tyler Biotish walk. So mm-hmm. they're banking on getting that center in the first round. It doesn't fall to them. They all get – there's a run before 24, and, and that center gets taken off the board. Then they roll in with Brock Hoffman or TJ Bass at starting center, which, you know, they had their moments last year at times, but uh, how comfortable are they with that? And then on the flip side – they pay Biotish, let Tyron Smith walk. So they're hoping to find that tackle to be able to put it left tackle. Okay, you fall to 24. That guy that you like at 24 is not there, and you kind of have to reach a little bit. So I, I wonder where they go with that direction. How do they kind of play with that? And is there an option where both come back and they still draft an offensive lineman in the first round? I think there's a lot of those uh, situations that can play out. Yeah, I just, I'm just i looking through these numbers, too. and <laughs> Some of the tag numbers are just un. Real. I mean, Gilmore would be 18. Tyler Biotish yeah, would be no. 19, along with Tyron Smith. That would also be 19. Center is 19? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it, I think it's just offensive line. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay, okay. I, I mean, that's what it has here. That's unofficial. Don't take my word for it. This is off of a specific website that I don't necessarily think pays money to the Cowboys, so I don't want to necessarily put their name out there. But the It's a good website, though. It's a good it's website. A one. Yeah. And so I, I think there's, there's ways that – you can build this roster without the franchise tag, and by ways, I mean that's probably the only way. I mean, it would be. Roster. I honestly think it's kind it of would simple. Be shocking. You just go down the list of, forget who's a free agent right now. You just go down the list of this Dallas Cowboys team, and let's say every single person on the roster was a free agent. Mm-hmm. There's probably only five or six guys that you put the tag on. Maybe I'm off, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't let Trayvon Diggs go. You wouldn't let Jerron Bland go. You wouldn't let Micah go. CD. And I think I'm almost done on defense. I was going to start. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and then on offense because I don't think you're giving 20 million to uh, Demarcus Lawrence. No. So, um, so then on offense, CD Lamb, Dak Prescott, 
Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith or Zach Martin. So, I mean, yeah. even with that, that's we're at seven. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Aubrey. <laughs> Brandon Aubrey can't let him go. <laughs> also, by ball. the way, <clears throat> I usually sit over there. I'm a very distractible player. Oh, are you watching TV <laughs> like, over here? I mean, when you look at that, all yeah. it's like very easy to be like, but I no, keep no. like looking over them like there's a lot going on. I'm very just wait till you like if you sat in on a draft show, which yeah. by the way, we've got an open chair. So if you want to just stick yeah. around, you can. But uh, they'll put up highlights of these players, like film highlights. And all of us being film buffs, we'll just start watching. We'll start watching like the hands placements yeah. and everything. This new studio is phenomenal. It's no, distracting. It, it really is. But <laughs> I mean, you guys obviously are in the press box after games and. There's some people, and I used to think I was one of these people. I'm not anymore, but that can just work in the main area where everybody's at. Uh And then there's other people that work back by the tables. Mm -hmm. This is after the game's over. I've become a work back by the tables because I am so easily distracted by everything that's being talked about Mm -hmm. after. Just imagine after a big win or a big loss how, like, loud it can get in that press box with people coming back from the locker room, talking about different things they heard. Jerry said this or whatever. You weren't by it, so now you're trying to listen in. What did he say? Hold on. Am I going to have to write this differently? Yeah. So it's like I'm very – I don't know. The older I get, the more distractible I am. But, no, there's a lot going on back there. (laughs) A lot of cake ball parties and – Cake ball parties, of course. Yeah, we love the cake balls up in AT&T Stadium. Uh, Any other news and notes here, Nick, before we take our first Yeah, that's about it. You know, (laughs) you you look at this little lull in the offseason, like you said, you know, this is is the time where I think, um, you know, players are recharging. I know a couple of guys have been still in the facility. Uh, DeMarvian Overshone I've seen quite a bit still rehabbing and and getting going with that. John Stevens Jr. as well, the undrafted tight end that kind of popped during camp. So, you know, rehabbing still definitely going on. Um, I haven't seen Trayvon Diggs around but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not he's not rehabbing um you know still doing his his work as well so uh, we'll just kind of see as time goes on but yeah uh, I, I think the big thing we're looking for uh coming out of this week would be combine next week and then yep. we we start looking forward to free agency that's gonna be a fun week there you go but we've still got cowboys fans that have things on their mind so we are going to take our first break and when we come back we're taking your phone calls we're gonna go 888-855-2297 john machota wasn't with us last week when we talked to the fans so we got to get john's mindset on what's happening here 888-855-2297 get on the phone line right now and give us a call we'll be back with more talking cowboys right after this todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile bank. 
banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. We're back here with John Machota, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Chris Beam in the back. It's time to talk to Cowboys Nation. 888-855-2297 is the phone line. And then 817-290-3298 if you want to send us a text message. We'll answer that as well. Nick, if you had to guess, what is the number one thing that's on the mind of Cowboys fans right now? Is it is there like an overwhelming? Just, uh, no, I mean, not yeah, I'm just guessing. I'm no, just guessing. yeah, just okay. guessing. Just throwing a guess out there. Ah, uh, What big move will they make in free agency, if any? I think that's probably the biggest thing. You know, Jerry talks about being all in. Fans, you know, some are not a lot are not buying in some are you know maybe a little bit more optimistic than in years past so i think everyone's trying to see what that looks like i would that's a good one um if i'm going off of my twitter mentions and maybe this has to do with content that i put out but i would say for me my clear number one it's not even debatable is does michael parsons need to be doing all these podcasts does he need to be at the all-star game does he need to be doing this does he need to be doing that michael parsons off off season and things he does away from the facility are very high on you know people people trying to get his autograph at the airport and things like that so he's actually trying to enter the olympics you can see because he just uh won the mvp in the celebrity all-star game and then he was tweeting out last night he's trying to join a men's softball league in frisco so yeah he's trying to get all the sports done this offseason hey michael we've got an open spot on our team if you want to join you can come on yeah we were runners up in our league last year we almost won it called the recess rejects we could totally make it happen we wear the ugliest uniforms by the way if if micah doesn't jump on let me know i'll let you know yeah. Some good second base, all right. I might be missing a couple games. I've got some kiddos on the way, so we'll <laughs> yeah. make it work. Yeah, you got three extra spots yeah. to fill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we've got Eric in North Carolina on the line. Eric, what's on your mind? You're on talking Cowboys. Hey guys, how are y'all today? Doing great. How are you? Oh, doing well. Um, I was just reading an article about uh, from uh, Patrick Walker that said that uh, Jimmy Johnson is on Jerry Jones advisory board, and I was just wondering if y'all, if you guys could talk about that. And um, and and just the second thing is, I was I was wondering if y'all could give me your uh, top five uh, linebackers, like on your stack. My top one is uh, Tommy Eichenberg, and I'll just hang up and listen. Awesome, appreciate you, Eric. Two good questions. Yeah, you can read that article on DallasCowboys.com. Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys are leaning hard into the makeup portion of their relationship as of late. That's the opening line from Patrick Walker. Uh, His quote uh, specifically on WQAM 560 AM in Miami was, since the Ring of Honor, I'm on Jerry Jones's advisory board now, possibly with a bit of jest regarding having an actual title. So 
Not there might not be an actual advisory board for Jerry Jones, but that's what Jimmy's saying here is he's been in the back pocket of Jerry. And he's been having his his own conversations since that day. I think that's great to see from a Cowboys fan perspective, you know, to see those two being able to not only come together for the Ring of Honor this past year, but now being able to kind of work together in some some ways. And, you know, Jerry reaching out to Jimmy for advice, but I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into it as far as yeah. big picture stuff. I don't either. It does sound good just because the last time those two worked together, uh, it led to building a dynasty, and that's what every Cowboys fan wants this team to get back to. So, of course, you like hearing that. I, I find it just interesting just because of the fact of, that never should have, the communication never should have stopped between the two of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's some pettiness probably there on both sides. I think both are a little bit to blame for that. So, however it came to to where Jerry finally put him in the Ring of Honor, I think that that's a, a good move that helped them kind of maybe uh, bury the hatchet and kind of get back on talking terms. But uh, I think it's a good thing because Jimmy is a guy that a lot of people around the NFL lean on uh, that will go down and visit him in, in the Keys and stuff like that. And I know over those years of the dynasty years in uh, in New England, Bill Belichick was doing that a lot. So yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing, um, but I don't I don't look at it as necessarily like oh well now that now they're going to return to the '90s glory. Yeah. What did you think about his second part of the question, stacking some linebackers? Yeah, so linebackers, it, it, you talked about on the draft blog a couple weeks ago on DallasCowboys.com, potential double-dip positions, and I think linebacker is certainly one that you know could happen if the Cowboys maybe even pick up an extra pick during the draft. It's it's very necessary to get one in the early rounds. These are the top five that I have. Uh, number one, Edrin Cooper out of Texas A&M. Um, number two, Peyton Wilson out of North Carolina State. Three, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out of Clemson. Four, Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. And then uh, five, yeah, your boy Eichenberg. Uh, there, yeah. Eric. Um, yeah, I think he's he's definitely got some run stop ability. He's got that physicality that I think this team would need. Um, I, I think there's two types of linebackers that you're kind of seeing in this draft. You got the athletic guys that can cover all around the field, and then you got some of the bigger set guys who may be more downhill guys that'll mm-hmm. stop the run. You look at second levels like Baltimore. You look at second levels like Kansas City, and uh, you wonder how you can kind of replicate those. I think there's a there's a way to go in either of those directions with guys in this draft. If they if they feel like they can pop on one in the second or third rounds, I think any of those five guys would be interesting directions to take. I've got Cooper from A and M, Trotter from Clemson, Peyton Wilson from NC State. I like Junior Colson from yeah, Michigan as well. Uh, you talk about a big downhill defender, yeah. six foot three, two forty seven. I mean, these are guys that are. I mean, that is a guy who's stuffed the run. And I, I think Eichenberg's in there too. He's just outside my top five. He's at number six right now. So there's a lot of good players there. Are you considering Dallas Turner from Alabama an edge rusher? Yes. I am too. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah. just want to make sure we're on the same page. Chris Braswell's in there too, both out, out of Alabama. Yeah. Both kind of played that 3-4 outside linebacker sort of feel. I'm I'm considering them edge rushers, and I'm staying more true to linebacker here with Cooper, yeah. Trotter, Wilson, and Colson. Yeah, mainly off the ball, guys. So our draft expert at The Athletic is, is Dane Brugler, who yes, obviously sir. used to work on the, the draft show here. Does a great job. <clears throat> I lean on him for a lot of the draft stuff because I just, I mean, that's his that's his job 365, you yeah. know. And so um, I recently put together like 20 players to know for the Cowboys in the first round. And what kind of stood out to me, I used Dane's top 100 draft board as kind of a template for it. And it was interesting how he didn't have, he doesn't have a linebacker in the top 38 players out that's of his top 100. About right. Yeah. Yeah, and he has Colson at thirty nine. This is out of his top one hundred. Uh, just linebackers. These are his. These would he be. He has Colson as number one. He does. Wow. And so these are. I thought I was high having him as four. Yeah. Out of his top one hundred, he has five linebackers. So it lines up with the caller asking the question. 
And so he has he has Colson at 39, Edron Cooper at 42, Eichenberg at 74, Peyton Wilson at 77, and Trotter at 99. And that kind of surprised me a little bit just as a Florida State fan because I've seen Trotter a lot. Uh, with Clemson, and I just think he's a phenomenal player. I think yeah. if you if like it lined up, like let's say that draft board went exactly like the draft goes, if you were able to get Trotter at ninety nine, I just think that would be that's steal. That, yeah, great, great. That pick. would be beautiful. That's better than you pick Nation right. And that means you're pick, yeah, <laughs> and that means you're picking something significant of value in the first two rounds too. To pass over a linebacker, that means you're getting probably uh, an offensive lineman, maybe two. Maybe you're getting a big defensive tackle like a sweat or something out of Texas in the second round. I would love that pairing. You get an offensive lineman in the first, you get a defensive tackle in the second, get a linebacker in the third, and it's Jeremiah Trotter. Sign me up. You know what impacts this a lot though is, you know, when we go to the combine next week, it's it's not I mean, it's obviously about the draft, but it's a lot about free agency too. You know, going on Jerry's bus. There's a lot I mean, the agents are there the whole time. So yep. there's a lot of unofficial talking about free agency, things like that. Trades can, you know, discussions can happen and stuff like that. And it's like if the draft was next week, like I'm, I'm thinking that the Cowboys are taking a linebacker in the second round, hmm. <clears throat> and they might. But if they make a trade between now and the draft, yep. or they sign something in free agency because Mike Zimmer likes this linebacker, they want to bring in a veteran, and you pair that with what they have with Clark and Overshown, I mean, maybe they don't draft one, you know. But as we sit here today. Like rap, ripping off those five names, like you'd think that there's a decent chance that the Cowboys draft one of those players because that's such a major position that has to be addressed. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. I think there's ways that you can address those positions, but it's got to be the linebacker. you got to find something there yeah. at some point this offseason. Since they haven't done anything yet, we're looking straight at the uh, looking straight at the draft currently. All right, let's go to Nebby in Maryland. What's going on, Nebby? Uh, uh, hey, guys. It's been a long time since I've been on this show, so... I, I, I just got to say it feels great uh, to be back on Talking Cowboys. Yeah, Nebby, thanks for calling uh, in. You've uh, always been great. Uh, 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 thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. Listen, I, I, have, a comment, I have a comment, and then I have a question. My comment is uh, I just want to thank Will McClay uh, 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 for being so loyal to the Dallas Cowboys, and I really hope that we are able to win a Super Bowl championship uh, before he leaves this organization uh, to become a general manager somewhere else. Hmm. And uh, my question is, uh, uh, do, do you see Deuce Vaughn having a role on on the Dallas Cowboys uh, 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 next year because I am really high on him and I really think uh, uh, he can help us out. Uh, 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 take care. Thank you so much for being patient with me and have a great week. Uh, bye. Thanks, great job, Nebby. Great job, man. The uh, the first thing about Will McClay, no doubt. I'm I'm in all uh, agreeance with him, and and hopefully they do get it done because he's done a great job of building this roster, drafting. That's why it is exciting to talk about the draft in this building. There are other organizations around the NFL where you look at the draft and you say, that's just another date on the calendar. It could work out. It could not. Here you've really built some trust with this front office and the way that they've they've angled toward the draft. That's what makes things exciting moving forward, and Will McClay's the, the head of all that. 
on the Deuce Vaughn thing is interesting because I think that he's obviously a, a great story, and a lot of people love that yeah. about it. But I just thought that there would be that we just saw little glimpses where they were able to get him involved last year, and I just thought more of that would be utilized as the season went on, and there was less of it. Sure. And so, kind of like going with the linebacker thing, it's one of those deals where I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it, if we're going in the draft right now. I mean, if you don't have Tony Pollard, you have to draft a running back relatively early. I'm not talking yeah. about first round, but I would think somewhere maybe as early as the second or third. But I just I don't know that Deuce Vaughn is going to be the answer there where you look at him as like he's getting 15 carries a game. I just don't know that that not with what I saw from the offense last year, which is obviously going to be a similar offense to what we see next year. So Yeah, I, I think the ceiling there obviously is a complimentary back that does a lot in the receiving game and potentially, you know, if, if there's one day that the team decides to move on from Turpin, then, you know, you have a return threat and Deuce Vaughn there. But yeah, his his opportunities and this was something I kinda cracked down after the season with him specifically, is whenever his opportunities came, they came in times where the second team offensive line was in. He wasn't really able to get many running lanes. Um, not to say he's not to take any fault but I, gosh there were some opportunities you, you look at half of his carries and yeah, I don't think any of us are getting any yards on those carries yeah. so um, I, I would like to see him get that one more big shot during training camp and preseason next year see what he does with that see if he's improved uh, going into year two and if he has then you know there's an opportunity for him to be on this uh, on this team going into year two but I, I think training camp and preseason is going to be really big for him I did an event this past weekend for the Cowboys Club where we were talking about the season mm. recap and we had a well, not <laughs> but we're well, we were talking about the season as a whole, yeah. and we had a couple questions over Deuce Vaughn. And here's another one from Nebby. When's the last time we're talking about a six-round player Yeah, in the middle of March, or I guess February still, about wanting to see more of this six-round player? The expectations are high for Deuce Vaughn, but you got to remember who he was as a draft pick. He was yeah. a late day three draft pick and working into the fold. One of the comparisons I had with him during draft time, and it wasn't an uncommon comparison, it's Darren Sproles. If you look at Darren Sproles and what he did in his first season, he was with the San Diego Chargers. 15 games, he had eight carries for 50 yards, did not have a touchdown, and then he had three receptions for 10 yards. So total yardage-wise, he had, what is that, 60 yards Mm -hmm. total his entire rookie season. Then he missed the entire second season with an ankle injury. So through the first two years of the league, Darren Sproles had nothing go his way. And honestly, he didn't end up really doing much with San Diego. They moved on from him in 2011. He stayed five years with San Diego, had a decent career with the Chargers. Then he moved on to New Orleans. But then it was when he got to Philly in 2014 where things really hit the ground running. Deuce Vaughn's got to figure out a way to make it in the NFL. And I'm not saying he's not trying to make a way. He's, He's as involved as an individual he's as motivated as an individual he has got the right mindset to be in the nfl but he's got to find a way to to adjust to the pace of play and teams are going to have to adjust into how they figure out how to use deuce vaughn and he had 23 carries 40 yards over seven games he had seven receptions for 40 yards so he actually had 80 yards of production compared to 60 for darren sproles i'm not giving up on, on deuce vaughn just yet 
But at the same time, you've got to look at where he is as a player. He's got a long way to go, and I think the team has a long way to go to find a way to use him. He had a couple of fun moments in preseason. He really did. He had great it, moments. It's that touchdown I'm looking at right here from the Seattle game. I forgot where he kind of he got he was getting spun down and he spun around and was able to make it work. Thirteen carries for sixty four yards and two touchdowns during training or excuse me during preseason, uh, right at five yards carry. So I, I think there's still an opportunity for him to make some noise. Yeah, when you talk about the six round picks getting a lot of attention and talk, so I went back and looked at what they've since 2016 they took anthony brown in the sixth round xavier woods mm-hmm. cedric wilson donovan wilson so all good players great yeah, great gets for the second round but yeah definitely not the hype that matches up with what deuce vaughn has i think a lot of it too also has to do with that he was just a, a great college player too and a lot of people yeah. got to see him tear it up and so it was just air, easy to see oh yeah this is the way that he could be used and and and, and again like every every offense is different so it's like just because he's not being used in a certain way here doesn't mean that like he doesn't have an NFL career. Um, I just don't. I'm just going off of what I saw last year, yeah. knowing the offense is probably going to be somewhat similar. Um, I just I don't know how they're going to use him more. Uh, I, I I mean, so much has to be fixed in the, in the running game before we even get to that. And a lot of the questions around Kevante Turpin in 2022 is how do you get involved offensively? Yeah. He got involved offensively this year. They took him in offseason. He had 11 receptions, 110 yards, and that big touchdown um, early in the season. So there's ways that you can get guys involved. Uh, that was rushing yards, by the way. He had 12 receptions and 127 yards receiving. I, I think there's ways that you can get Deuce Vaughn involved. You just got to find a way to do it. All right, when we come back, we're going to take one more phone call, wrap things up here on this edition of Talking Cowboys, and get you set for the week ahead. And then, of course, NFL Combine Week next week. When we come back right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. i got to look to my left. Normally, it's Isaiah Stanback. John Machota didn't get it in this morning. That's okay. It's okay. Quaker Oats, baby. Make it happen. All right, we're going to make it happen by going down to the great city of Houston, HTX, where Bruce (laughs) is doing great work down there. What's up, Bruce? Hey, guys. Good show. Uh, First time call, I... I usually speak to Nick a little bit on the storyline, but uh, thanks for letting me in. I I really love the way you guys have your insight. I mean, especially on the draft show, it's just very in-depth, and it really helps us novice uh, fans, you know, uh, really understand it even more. My favorite draft would be if we get that kid from Oregon as a center, number one pick, Powers, and then – Swift from uh, Texas as a defensive line and number two. And then I would take Benson from Florida State running back or even Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. I, that would be an awesome three-round pick for me. But it's all going to depend on free agency, of course. And Because yeah. it looks like Tyron's coming back for at least one more year. So hopefully we only have to replace center, uh, which might be a little bit easier. But a lot of the draft boards show that kid going at 16 and – 21 so i hope we don't have to use any ammunition to to go up and get him but hopefully he'll be there because he looks like a plug and play player but my question to you is this because you know they they talk about everything uh, jerry jones and dallas are all in chips are all in well it's going to depend on a lot on dak prescott's contract Uh, i love dak i think he's a heck of a player but after eight years and in the playoffs I think we need to go in a different direction. So if we're truly all in, because obviously if we, if we do what we did this year, McCarthy's gone. Uh, I don't know if Zimmer signed more than a one-year contract, but they're going to blow the thing up. So if you do redo Dak's contract, whether it's just for, you know, voided years so we can get some cap relief or doing a, a true contract, they've got to, in my opinion, make it to where – no trade clauses out of there. Now, you can maybe guarantee him that we won't trade you this year because we're all in. But after that, if then they're going to blow this thing up. So my question to you would be this. If Penix is there at 24, the quarterback from, is it Washington State? Washington, name, yep. If he's there, would you, I mean, do they? you think they value him more than they do Trey Lance? And, you know, I don't know if you guys can answer on that, but that's what I would do. I, I I don't think any player, even as good as Dak is, should demand a no-trade clause. But that's my opinion. I'll hang up and listen. Great show, guys. Appreciate you very much, Bruce. I think the thing about Dak is you can't trade him because there is a no-trade clause. You you can't tag him because you you can't. Uh, the only thing I mean, you, you can, can do trade is Dak. he just has he's got to be, say yes, which which is not going to happen. Right, but I mean, if they wanted to move on, they could work something out with him. I mean, obviously. That's what the Lions did with Matthew Stafford. I mean, sure. it's not like this is – it's not like it's a hard no trade, like, oh, well, there's just – well, no, he can't be traded. No, he can be traded, but he would have to – he'd have to agree upon the team that they were sending him to. And believe me, if he said – And how Jerry much dead Jones cap would you have to carry there because he's 59 million Oh, it's not a great decision. I'm not yeah. doing <laughs> it. I'm just telling you that he can be <laughs> traded, but yeah. Yeah. I, where do you go – Can I address to, one to, part of that call? Before absolutely, I get to that? yeah. 
I think a lot of teams, a lot of franchises, you could use the words blow this thing up if it doesn't go well this year. I just don't see any blowing up going here because no. even if you move on from the head coach, mm-hmm. I don't see Dak going anywhere. Nope. I don't see CeeDee Lamb going anywhere. Nope. I don't see Mike, Micah Parsons going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so you can change the head coaches and you can change the coaching staff, but it's going to be ultimately about the players. And the only way things would massively change here would be you'd have to go in a completely different direction at quarterback, and I don't see this team doing that. Whereas, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great points that the caller made, and I do think there are franchises in the NFL that would be considering that right now, but those are more aggressive franchises than than this one is. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm going more off of since I've covered a team, but I've covered a team since 2011, and there's been no blowing up. I mean, it's literally gone from like it just rolls into the next thing. Like there's no blowing things up when they decided to go from Romo to Dak. There was no blowing things up when they went from Garrett to Mike McCarthy. And so while that could be a good thing, that might be the best thing that happens would be to blow everything up and, and start over new. That's I don't I would don't see that happening yeah. with, with with this organization at all. If you trade Dak Prescott, your window is officially closed. And it's yeah, closed it's for two, three years until you can get a quarterback that you trust to be able to Oh, I don't think that at all. Not in today's NFL. I do oh. not think that at all. If you get if you got the right player you know, I think that you've seen the Brock Purdy's and the Jalen Hurts's of the world that uh, if they did draft that right player at 24, I could I could see it going that way. But that's a big risk because that player but drafted at 24 only... could also have the impact of Johnny Manziel. But if we're talking about blowing it up, you're not just trading Dak Prescott. You're trading CD. You're trading Micah. You're trying to get as many draft picks as possible because you're trying to blow it up. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Just get it's the same point you just made about the head coach. Yeah, if the head coach goes somewhere, that doesn't mean Dak, CD, and Micah are no. following. It just because your quarterback goes somewhere doesn't mean CD, Micah, your head coach are following. Like, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just one specific move, <clears throat> right? If you decide to do it all, then it might be a window of two to three or yeah. four years. I just, I just meant, I guess, um. With the quarterback is a bigger. That's the move that would blow things up because it would be it's a, a quarterback-driven league. That's the thing that, whatever organization you look at, successful and not, the quarterback position is the biggest barometer of why that team did or didn't have success. Yeah. You know, and and I think Dak Prescott is a great barometer, just like Tony Romo was of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Very good. Can't get it done in January. That doesn't mean that they're bad. That doesn't mean that there's not a ninety-nine percent of the teams in the league yeah. wouldn't want to have that player. But it just they haven't been able to get it done in January. But they are, they're obviously very good. I mean, this isn't just a Jerry Jones thing with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Most people that know the NFL that are way smarter than any of us would think the Cowboys are crazy to move on from Dak Prescott. You know, and I get that fans are frustrated and, and because the team hasn't had that success in January. But I don't see the team moving on because there's a way greater chance that you make it so much worse. And when yep. I say so much yep. worse, it's not just like, oh, next year. Like, I'm talking like for the next 10 years. Yep. Uh, then if you keep trying to find ways to put pieces around deck and then finally, you know, g- get over the hump and maybe get hot in January. Well, and this is all great conversation as well. But even if, let's say, Dak does say yes to a deal, mm-hmm. he does agree and he lifts the no trade clause to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. What what situation is he doing that for? Because it's going to be a situation that doesn't need a quarterback because it's going to take some draft capital. It's going to take a lot of a haul to get him out of Dallas in the first place. Plus, they're going to have to make the room from a cap standpoint, too. What situation is he going to go to and say, okay, I'll, I'll maybe sign off? Okay, well, he's got to agree to this, first of all. Exactly. And so he isn't agreeing to this on Jerry just sitting there mentioning it to him, you know, in passing. It's obviously a sit-down meeting. Yeah. 
And you know how pissed off Dak Prescott would be if you sat down and said that, hey, we're, we're not going to trade you. So there's a lot of teams that he'd be like, oh, oh, you guys think I'm the problem, huh? Okay, yeah. I bet you there'd be Good five luck. or six teams and they would be able to get something done. And you probably would see Dak Prescott play really well that next season for whatever team that was. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see that happening. It, I, it's just it's a, not a chance in the world. I was going to say a minuscule chance. I don't think there's a single option for Dak to, no. to be traded here. Dak Dak Prescott's going to be here for a while. Yeah. Buckle in. Buckle in. Buckle up. All right. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Great calls as always. We might be back next week. We might not. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> we got a lot on. going on. Uh, Isaiah's still going to be in Africa. Me yep. and John will be at the Combine, so we're going to have to figure that one out. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill the other seats. Maybe it's you and Josh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I did uh, I did get to see, and talking Cowboys, uh, longtime listeners will enjoy this. I got to catch up with Rob Phillips over the weekend. Nice. Um, and I said, hey, just come on by. Let's see what you uh, let's see what you still got. And he said, anytime. So maybe maybe this will be a week where I, I bring Rob Phillips into the fold. We'll see how it goes. Or I can fill the chairs with the triplets. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!